We will be satisfied. Let us be satisfied. Then follow me and give me audience. Friends. Cassius, go you into the other street and part the numbers. Those that will hear me speak, let him stay here. Those that will follow Cassius, go with him, and public reasons shall be rendered of Caesar's death. I will hear Brutus speak. I will hear Cassius and compare their reasons, when severally we hear them rendered. The noble Brutus is ascended. Silence! Be patient to the last. Romans, countrymen, and lovers, hear me for my cause and be silent, that you may hear. Believe me for mine honor, and have respect to mine honor, that you may believe. Censure me in your wisdom, and awake your senses, that you may the better judge. If there be any in this assembly, any dear friend of Caesar's, to him I say, that Brutus' love to Caesar was no less than his. If then that friend demand why Brutus rose against Caesar, this is my answer. Not that I love Caesar less, but that I love Rome more. Had you rather Caesar were living and die all slaves than that Caesar were dead to live all freemen? As Caesar loved me, I weep for him. As he was fortunate, I rejoice at it. As he was valiant, I honor him. But as he was ambitious, I slew him. There is tears for his love, joy for his fortune, honor for his valor, and death for his ambition. Who is here so base that would be a bondman? If any, speak, for him have I offended. Who is here so rude that would not be a Roman? If any, speak, for him have I offended. Who is here so vile that will not love his country? If any, speak, for him have I offended. I pause for reply. None, Brutus, none. Then none have I offended. I have done no more to Caesar than you shall do to Brutus. The question of his death is enrolled in the capital. His glory was not extenuated wherein he was worthy, nor his offenses enforced, for which he suffered death. Here comes his body, mourned by Antonia, who, though she had no pan in his death, shall receive the benefit of his dying. A place in the commonwealth, as which of you shall not? With this I depart, that as I slew my best lover for the good of Rome, I have the same dagger for myself, when it shall please my country to need my death. Live, Brutus! Live, live! Bring him with triumph home into his house. Give him a statue with his ancestors. Let him be Caesar. Caesar's better part shall be crowned in Brutus. We'll bring him to his house with shouts and clamors. My countrymen. Peace, silence. Brutus speaks. Peace, ho! Good countrymen, let me depart alone, and for my sake stay here with Antony. Do grace to Caesar's corpse, and grace her speech tending to Caesar's glories, which Antonia, by our permission, is allowed to make. I do entreat you, not a man depart, save I alone, till Antony have spoke. Stay ho, and let us hear Antonia. Let her go up into the public chair. We'll hear her. Noble Antony, go up. For Brutus' sake, I am beholding to you. 
What does she say of Brutus? She says, for Brutus's sake, she finds herself beholding to us all. For the best, she speak no harm of Brutus here. This Caesar was a tyrant. Nay, that's certain. We are blessed that Rome is rid of him. Peace! Let us hear what Antonia can say. You gentle Romans. Peace ho! Let, Let us, us hear her! Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often teared with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it was a grievous fault. And grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all, all honorable men. Come I to speak in Caesar's funeral. He was my friend, faithful and just to me. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. He hath brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general coffers fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When that the poor have cried, Caesar hath wept. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on the Lupercal, I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? Yet Brutus says he was ambition, and sure, he is an honorable man. I speak not to disprove what Brutus spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. You all did love him once, not without cause, what cause withholds you then to mourn for him? Oh, judgment, thou art, thou art fled to brutish beasts, and men have lost their reason. Bear with me. My heart is in the coffin there with Caesar, and I must pause till he come back to me. Methinks there is much reason in her sayings. If thou consider rightly of the matter, Caesar has had great wrong. Has he, masters? I fear there will a worse come in his place. Mark ye your words? He would not take the crown. Therefore, tis certain he was not ambitious. If it be found so, some will dear abide it. Poor soul! Her eyes are red as fire with weeping. Oh, there's not a nobler one in Rome than Antony. Now mark her. She begins again to speak. But yesterday, the word of Caesar might have stood against the world. Now lies he there, and none so poor to do him reverence. Oh, masters, if I were disposed to stir your hearts and minds to mutiny and rage, I should do Brutus wrong and Cassius wrong, who you all know are honorable men. I will not do them wrong. I rather choose to wrong the dead to wrong myself and you, then I will wrong such honorable men. But here's a parchment with the seal of Caesar. I found it in his closet. Tis his will. Let but the commons hear this testament, which, pardon me, I do not mean to read. 
and they would go and kiss dead Caesar's wounds and dip their napkins in his sacred blood. Yea, beg a hair of him for memory, and dying, mention it within their wills, bequeathing it as a rich legacy unto their issue. We'll hear the will. Read it, Antonia. The will! The will! We will hear Caesar's will! Have patience, gentle friends. I must not read it. It is not me to you know how Caesar loved you. You are not wood, you are not stones, but men. And being men, bearing the will of Caesar, it will inflame you, it will make you mad. Tis good you know not that you are his heirs, for if you should, oh, what would come of it? Read the will, we'll hear it, Antony. You shall read us the will, Caesar's will. Will you be patient? Will you stay a while? I have overshot myself to tell you of it. I fear I wrong the honorable men whose daggers have stabbed Caesar. I do fear it. They were traitors, honorable men. They were villains, murderers. The will, read the will. You will compel me then to read the will? Then make a ring about the corpse of Caesar and let me show you him that made the will. Shall I descend and will you give me leave? Come down! You shall have leave. Yes, yes, a ring. Stand around. Stand from the hearse. Stand from the body. Room for Antonia. Most noble Antonia. Nay, press not so upon me. Stand far off. Stand back! Room! Bear back! If you have tears, prepare to shed them now. You all do know this mantle. I remember the first time ever Caesar put it on. T'was on a summer's evening in his tent. That day he overcame the nearby. Look, in this place ran Cassius' dagger through. See what a rent the envious Casca made. Through this, the well-beloved Brutus stabbed. And as he plucked his cursed steel away, mark how the blood of Caesar followed it. As rushing out of doors to be resolved if Brutus so unkindly knocked, or no, for Brutus, as you know, was Caesar's angel. Judge, O you gods, how dearly Caesar loved him. This was the most unkindest cut of all. For when the noble Caesar saw him stab, ingratitude, more strong than traitor's arms, quite vanquished him, then burst his mighty heart. And in his mantle, muffling up his face, even at the base of Pompey's statue, while all the while ran blood, great Caesar fell. Oh, what a fall was there, my countrymen. Then I and you and all of us fell down, whilst bloody treason flourished over us. Oh, now you weep, and I perceive you feel the dint of pity. These are gracious drops. Kind souls, what, weep you when you but behold our Caesar's vestured wounded. Look you here, here is himself. Marred, as you see, with traitors. Oh, piteous spectacle. Oh, noble Caesar. Oh, woeful day. Uh, traitors, villains. Oh, most bloody sight. We will be revenged. Revenge, revenge about, about, seek, burn, fire, kill, slay. Let, let not a traitor live. Stay, countrymen. Peace there. Hear the noble Antonia. We'll hear her. We'll follow her. We'll die with her. Good friends, sweet friends, let me not stir you up to such a sudden flood of mutiny. 
They that have done this deed are honorable. What private griefs they have, alas, I know not, that made them do it. They are wise and honorable, and will no doubt with reasons answer you. I come not, friends, to steal away your hearts. I am no orator as Brutus is, but, as you know me all, a plain blunt woman that love my friend, and that they know full well that gave me public leave to speak of him, for I have neither wit, nor words, nor worth, action, nor utterance, nor the power of speech to stir men's blood. I only speak right on. I tell you that which you yourselves do know. Show you sweet Caesar's wounds. Pour, poor dumb mouths, and bid them speak for me. But were I Brutus and Brutus Antony, that were an Antony would ruffle up your spirits and put a tongue at every wound of Caesar that should move the stones of Rome to rise and mutiny. We'll mutiny! We'll burn the house of Brutus! Away then! Come, seek the conspirators! Yet hear me, countrymen, yet hear me speak. Peace ho! Hear Antonia, most noble Antonia! Why, friends, you go to do you know not what. Wherein hath Caesar thus deserved your loves? Alas, you know not. I must tell you then, you have forgot the will I told you of. Most true, the will! Let's stay and hear the will. Here is the will, and under Caesar's seal. To every Roman citizen he gives, to every several man, 75 drachmas. Most noble Caesar, we'll revenge his death. O royal Caesar. Hear me with patience. Peace ho! Moreover, he hath left you all his walks, his private arbors, and new planted orchards on this side Tiber. He hath left them you, and to your heirs forever, common pleasures to walk abroad and recreate yourselves. Here was a Caesar. When comes such another? Take up the body. Never. Never. Come. Away, away. We'll... We'll burn his body in the holy place. And with the brands... Fire the traitors' houses. Go fetch fire. Pluck down benches. Pluck down forms, windows, anything. Now let it work. Mischief thou art afoot. Take thou what course thou wilt. How now, fellow? Sir, Octavius is already come to Rome. Where is he? He and Lepidus are at Caesar's house. And thither will I straight to visit him. He comes upon a wish. Fortune is merry, and in this mood will give us anything. I heard him say Brutus and Cassius are rid like madmen through the gates of Rome. <laughs> Be like they had some notice of the people. How I had moved them. Bring me to Octavius.
I dreamt tonight that I did feast with Caesar, and things unlucky charged my fantasy. I have no will to wander forth of doors, yet something leads me forth. What is your name? Whither are you going? Where do you dwell? Are you a married man or a bachelor? Answer every man directly. Aye, and briefly. Aye, and wisely. Aye, and truly, you were best. What is my name? Whither am I going? Where do I dwell? Am I a married man or a bachelor? And to answer every man directly and briefly, wisely and truly, wisely I say I am a bachelor. That's as much as to say they are fools that marry. You'll bear me a bang for that, I fear. Proceed. Directly. Directly. I'm going to Caesar's funeral. As a friend or an enemy? As a friend. That matter is answered directly. Uh, for your dwelling, briefly. Briefly, I dwell by the capital. Your name, sir, truly. Hmm, truly. My name is Sinner. Tear him to pieces, he's a conspirator. I'm Sinner the poet. I'm Sinner the poet. Tear him for his bad verses. Tear him for his bad verses. I am not Sinner the conspirator. It is no matter, his name's Sinner. Look but his name out of his heart and turn him going. Tear him, tear him. Come, brands ho! Firebrands to Brutus's, to Cassius's, burn all! Some to Decius's house, and some to Casca's, some to Ligarius's. Away! Go! The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as The Wild Bill Variety Show. Julius Caesar, Act 3, Part 2. Featuring the voice talents of Anna Rodriguez as Anthony, Kristen Mass as the second citizen, Mindy Rast Keenan as the first citizen, Hannah Jang Condell as the third citizen, Vincent Morrison as the fourth citizen, Colin Kelly as Brutus. Julius Cho as The Servant, and Paul Brueggemann as Sinna the Poet. Written by William Shakespeare. Adapted for audio by Colin Kelly. Directed by Landon Bell. Music by Zero Project of zero-project.gr. Additional music by the United States Army Band Pershing's Own and Landon Bell of soundcloud.com slash landonbell. L-A-N-D-O-N-B-E-A-L-L Produced by Pendant Productions This production is copyright 2015 Pendant Productions For more information, visit PendantAudio.com Thanks for listening.
These many, then, shall die. Their names are pricked. Next time, on The Pendant Shakespeare. Most noble brother, you have done me wrong. Let me tell you, Cassius, you yourself are much condemned to have an itching palm, to sell and march your offices for gold to undeservers. I, uh, an itching palm? You know that you are Brutus that speak this, or by the gods this speech were else your last. The name of Cassius honors this corruption, and chastisement doth therefore hide his head. Chastisement? Remember, March. The Ides of March, remember. Did not Greek Julius bleed for justice sake? Art thou anything? Art thou some god, some angel, or some devil that makest my blood cold and my hair to stare? Speak to me what thou art. Thy evil spirit, Brutus. Why comest thou? To tell thee thou shalt see me at Philippi. The calm before the storm unfolds when Julius Caesar, Act 4, premieres on March 11th, 2015. Only at PendantAudio.com. <laughs>